0: I'm not sure when I came up with this idea. Sometime over the summer, it might have been quite early in the summer, I don't know whether I was thinking about it on the bus in Uganda or not, but somewhere along the journey I thought there must be a way to better define or explain who we are as Christians than some of the stuff that's out there. And I started thinking, could you encapsulate it in one verse? And of course, the whole counsel of God, that's difficult to do. Um, and then I thought maybe three verses passages And three came into my mind And then I thought Oh, maybe we'll need five or six So because we're a 1010 church um, If you're a visitor among us, 1010 It's my birthday It's also John chapter 10 and verse 10 I have come that you might have life in all its fullness Jenny just read it to us there a moment ago That is our, on our mission book, 1010 mission were sessions broken into four groups, 10-10 pastoral care, 10-10 worship, 10-10 spiritual formation, 10-10 mission. Life in all its fullness. So I thought, well then, maybe we could do it in 10 chapters, or 10 passages, and call it 10-10 in 10. Now, that's what I'm going to do from now to Christmas. And so your role really in it is, as well as hopefully maybe learning something, I don't know is to see what we might miss out on that if uh, somebody showed me once I'm not sure I've probably told you this illustration before but if you see a map of the world there we are in the middle of course we should be we're so big and important in Northern Ireland but there we are right in the middle of the world map and let's face it Australia, well it's out there somewhere but we don't need to pay too much attention unless we're going there but if you go to Australia and see a world map Australia's in the middle of it. And we're sort of a way out there that nobody needs to pay any attention to unless you're going to play cricket. And it's a little bit like that here in Fitzroy. If we looked at our theological centers of our map, it wouldn't take much to think, Stockman, it's got to be the arts and peacemaking. Although the peacemaking, kind of say, was you guys brought that on when I came here about eight years ago. But if I went to uh, Rose, she would have in the center of her map that meditative, reflective Cleopas. If I went to Desi, I uh, ordered his commentary on Exodus for Pastor David and Aria and didn't realize that no planes allow you that kind of weight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get it there some way. Desi might be thinking Old Testament more than he's thinking about Rich Mullins in his week. Have a look down at Sandra. Then that piece in Clonard Fitzroy is right in the centre of it. Have a look down at David. He's still he's still Mr Frenzy. So all of us have different things. Paul would have youth right in the centre, and we do. But we're all on the map. And so unfortunately, because I get up here more than the rest of you, you have to take sometimes what's the centre of my map. And I want you over this series of ten to come to me and say, well, you got a lot of those things in, but I think you missed this. And then we can do 10, 10 and 12 this time next year to make up for it. Today's the launch of it. 10, 10 and 10. And so we're starting with this incredible invitation. I don't know what invitations you've got that are incredible to you. Um, I can remember when Janice rang me and said, I've got an invitation in the office this morning. I'm going to see the queen. And I'm going, really? One of the young people. And at that time, she she was, she's always younger than me, of course, by a whole long stretch. But she was there where I had gigs and all these people, young people who'd made an impression across uh, the UK. And she'd got an invitation to the palace. I got one this week where I was somewhere, I can't remember where, but I looked down at my phone and uh, I saw Andrew Peterson. Now, he's a singer I really appreciate. And I looked down and Ryman Theatre and I thought Ryman Theatre that's where the Grand Ole Opry is and so I'm at something it might have been present, I'm not sure but uh I'm looking down at my phone when I shouldn't be and um I'm thinking I can't answer that but what's he asking me what's he asking me and so I was thinking it could be a couple of hours before I get home what if I don't get the invitation what if I don't get back to him in time because th- this looks good and so when I finally got it tonight in Nashville I have a two-minute slow-up in the middle of the Ryman Theatre where they're doing a tribute to Rich Mullins exactly the way we're doing it here. And I'm thinking there's an invitation I don't want to give up to be contributing to the Ryman Theatre. So you'll see it now in my CV, played the Ryman Theatre in Nashville, even though it's just a one-minute-thirty clip that Matthew Fitch wonderfully put together yesterday morning. But invitations that give you that sense of, whoa, can't give this one up. Jesus comes and he says, I have come that you might have life and have it in all its fullness. Is that an invitation that any of us can possibly not respond to? Life in all its fullness. Now, those of you who nerdishly follow the lectionary with me and listen to the sermons on a Sunday, I I won't think about how many that might be, we will know that we preached in this in May. So that's only like four months ago because it was part of the lectionary. And here it is, as the start of this 10, 10 and 10 series. So I don't want to go over any of those things, egotistical as I am, to think that you might remember anything that I said that morning. But I do want to say just for a moment or two that this does sit very much in the center of the gospel according to John. This is part of John's um, intentions with this way to put the life of Jesus together which as we well know is very different than the synoptic gospels because if we look right into the prologue at the start of chapter 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God he was with God in the beginning through him all things were made without him nothing was made that has been made verse 4 chapter 1 in him was life and that life was the light of all humankind the light shines in the darkness. and The darkness has not overcome it. John from the start is talking about this life that is in Jesus. Verse 11, John 10, 11, The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Chapter 1 again, verse 29. The next day John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. John's telling us, that this life has come back into the world, that this life would be available to those who believe further down in that prologue, and that Jesus has done something or is going to do something that makes that possible for all of us. Chapter 2, I remember being at Regent College and <clears throat> Daryl Johnson, the um, the preaching uh, professor there at the time, saying, Chapter 2 and this water into wine is maybe one of the most important miracles of all of the miracles of jesus because it's another miracle symbolizing life but not just life everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have too much to drink but you have saved the best till now when jesus turns the ordinariness of water into wine it's wine in all its fullness And this miracle is telling us one of the reasons that Jesus would be here. Chapter three, Nicodemus. What do I need to do to inherit eternal life? You must be born again. Life entering back into Nicodemus in a different way than the birth that he had as a baby. This spiritual rebirth into this life in all its fullness. And John chapter 10 is a a discourse on chapter 9 where remember the blind man gets healed and Jesus not only heals him and restores him to a life in its fullness but protects him gives him provision and presence as the shepherd would do for the sheep that we haven't explained because the Pharisees are not getting it in chapter 10. If we go back even to the Genesis account we find about this life Chapter 2 and verse 7, then the Lord formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. What was it that the man and the woman were sent in the garden of Eden to do? Verse 15 of Genesis 2, and Jehovah God took the man and put him into the garden to dress it and keep it or to cultivate it and keep it. So, if we want to look at this life in all its fullness, this invitation in John chapter 10, then we need to go to the heart of the theology of humankind. Who are you? What are you here for? Why is it that you look like you look like in having all the facilities and faculties and gifting that you as a human being have? How do you find in your life, your life in all its fullness? How can we have Brian McDowell Mac 10? How can we have Sarah Patterson write at full volume? Though I'm not talking about volume, but you know what I'm saying. 10 out of 10. Philip Mateer. How can we have Philip Mateer at 10 out of 10? Do we want Philip Mateer at 10 out of 10? Uh, He's had a birthday this week. So anyway, 10, 10 life. How can we find the fullness of, of our humanity and the fullness of the uniqueness of our humanity as you are right now in this congregation. How can we find 1010 as a community of believers? How can we find the 1010 of this particularly unique, eccentric community of believers in South Belfast in 2017? The invitation is there that Jesus has come, that the good shepherd has laid down his life for the sheep, that there are thieves and robbers that would want to rob us of this 1010, but that Jesus has come, that Jesus was born, that Jesus lived, that Jesus died, that he was raised to life, has ascended into heaven so that you, as an individual, so that us as a community might find the fullness of God's purposes for us to cultivate and to keep the world that he has set us in so that the kingdom might come. This week, um, they showed in Atlantic, um, we usually come in about tea time and whatever time you come in at, and uh, any time between four and six, if you come into the house and you're waiting patiently for some date or to go and make some date. I wait patiently for some date, Janice waits patiently to go and make some date, you understand. But uh, you can flick on Atlantic, Sky Atlantic, and there's West Wing. Just going round and round and round, and you can come into it and out of it as you like. West Wing is this series, this television series, I've told you before, it's the reason that God gave us moving pictures. And uh, This week they showed us the very episode that I think is the greatest R that moving pictures ever created, which is the two cathedrals. It's an amazing... I'm not going to go into it because if I started that, there's no way we would be around these stands by a quarter to twelve. <clears throat> so I put up a blog about it and people started to then, you know, come back to me on Facebook. And somebody sent me this beautiful interview with Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen plays the president in the West Wing. He also is a deeply spiritual Catholic faith... And he was talking about his service for others. He was interviewed um, about, his, inter- about his, uh, his, his service for others. He, he does a lot of stuff, a lot of service around the world for justice, etc., etc. I think he's been in prison about 60 times, standing for different justice scenarios. And when he was asked about this, he talked about growing up in a family of faith. And he said, we learned early on in the family that to serve ourselves well we needed to serve others. To serve ourselves well, we needed to serve others. And I suppose what Martin Sheen's father, who I think it was that put this into his life, was saying to him, if you want life in all its fullness, if you want to find out who, and his name, it says to your other guy's Texas name, whereas there's two sons, one takes the real name and one takes Sheen, I'll use the Sheen name, but uh, if you want Martin Sheen and all, all his fullness, then a good way to find out what that is or to unpack that is that if you serve other people, you will find your fullness in yourself. And I suppose that's what we're talking about a wee bit today when we go around the tables. We are not, it's not a hard sell. We, if, all of you, if all of you volunteered to be at Flipside or Friends in Friday night, we can't take you. But what we're trying to do with our 1010 mission is to try and see if there's ways. If there's ways within the fellowship, there are all kinds of ways outside it where we can serve ourselves and find the 1010 within us by serving others in the name of Jesus. Because that's what we're called to do. Cultivate it and keep it. It wasn't about Adam. It wasn't about Eve. It was about the world that God had put them in to look after it's not about Steve it's about how Steve serves the world that Jesus has saved me into the possibility of being part of his team to serve and when I do that serving in the 10 10 fullness of the gifts God has given me then I find that life in all its fullness and here in John 10 I think we have this lovely flow of the shepherd of the in and out come through the gate Jesus is the gate for the sheep, but then he sends them out to have pasture. And it seems to me that what we do in Fitzroy on a Sunday morning is that we come in in the name of Jesus who welcomes us at the start of the service by his grace into his presence, which itself is a revolutionally radical thing that that I would be welcomed into the presence of God every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock to worship and to engage and to listen. God calls me in so that I might learn inwardly. So that I might deepen my faith inwardly, so that we might have fellowship together and find bonds within each other in the family of God. But it doesn't end in me or in the walls of this building. We are then sent out to serve if we want to find that life in all its fullness. So, like I was saying at the start of the service, in the prayers, how are we doing? How many times do we stop and ask ourselves those words we read from Ephesians? How many times do we ask ourselves, are we reaching more in the knowledge of Jesus? Are we maturing in the faith? Are we attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ? Yesterday, I was blogging a Glenn Hansard song, Irish singer, and uh, we actually sang it. Dave Thompson sang this song when Jonathan did John 10.10 a couple of years ago. Between John 10, ten, or between John ten and Ephesians chapter three, Dave sang this song by Glenn Hansard that goes, In time this won't even matter. This chapter will be long on the grass, and we'll talk about everything till it's easier. Your beauty is nothing compared to what you will become. You will become. You will become in time. Life in all its fullness is the invitation that we get from Jesus. In the next nine weeks that I'm preaching, from now to Christmas Eve, we will be looking at how we live this or how we find this or how God infuses us with the possibility of this life in all its fullness. Because who we are today may be nothing like we are next week or the week after or what is to come because in Philippians we're told that he who started a good work in us will carry it on to completion to the 1010 to the maturity of the fullness of Christ invitation there's an invitation tonight Rich Mullins you might never have heard of him Jillian hadn't she's been listening to him all week and she can't wait for tonight of all the music events that we have done here Rich is the one that can meet all of our needs because it's not just about some rock songs. It's about a deep spirituality. So I invite you all to come tonight. You don't really have to take up that invitation. It would be nice if you did. But the big invitation, well, the second invitation is to go out now and find out what we're doing as a church. How you can tie into that, how you can pray for that, how you can support that, how you can volunteer for that, how you can go to that. But all of it, is for the biggest invitation of all. Wherever people are today, whether they're going down Botanic without engines, whether there's petrol being saved as people walk into town or cycle into town or skateboard into town, wherever they are and whatever cinema they're in or whatever concert they go to, whether it's the Ryman or whether it's wherever, nobody will get the invitation like we've just got today, this morning. Because Jesus says to us, thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. And he's been doing that pretty well. Think about your life and my life and all the things that steal and kill and destroy. But here, something is different. Something can be different. Because I have come that you might have life and life in all its fullness. Let's pray together. Lord, who are we? Not just humans in general, but as individuals sitting in the pews or standing at a lectern here in Fitzroy this morning. We're all different. And yet you give the invitation to all of us Whatever it is that's the thorn on our side, whatever it is that seems to be not able to overcome, that's just a part of what we are because the other part of who we are is the human that you are redeeming and giving the possibility of life in all its fullness. So we pray, Lord, as we continue this series. But before we continue this series, we pray that as we go home, as we drive around this week, as we work this week, as we have coffee this week, whatever we do this week, that we might stop and consider this invitation. And we might stop and consider how much of that invitation we've taken up and how we're doing on that road to the fullness of Christ. Maturity in you. Be with us in a moment as we go around the church to find out all the things that happen here that might help us live this 1010. May that be worshipful too. May we meet people we haven't met. May we find out things we haven't found out. And may it all be for this purpose that we might attain in our lives, in our lifetime the full measure of Christ. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.